Welcome, welcome, welcome to this edition of God Stories Radio. Real people, real stories. You're tuned into the God Stories Radio podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com Welcome to God Stories Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is Session 42. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. What's going on, Mikey? How's your week been? Riding the wave. Oh, you know it. (laughs) All right. I'm glad to hear you uh, say it like that instead of riding the wave. Riding the wave. A couple weeks ago, it's been a couple weeks now, um, I went to a boot camp a few years ago, a couple years ago, and, and John Eldridge took all those movies and put you know and put them in perspective with the boot camp and everything else and i'm i wasn't a movie goer so i got to start watching all those movies so i can kind of like relate and it was down to one movie that i hadn't seen yet and i guess the timing was perfect i was supposed to watch it about a year ago and it didn't happen and all of a sudden it just popped out right there on netflix just got there the legend of bagger vance man that's a good one it is and uh, i was supposed to watch it at that time not a year ago and i started watching it and about halfway through i started not crying i was weeping uncontrollably for 10 15 minutes and i tried to stop and i was i was giving it an effort to stop and then as the movie kept on going it came to the point and what i got out of it your time has come man so that's great. I just can't wait. The time has come. Riding the wave. <laughs> How about you, Trish? What's going on over there oh, besides your an, glasses? An awesome week. Awesome week. We got um, God Stories Radio is gone legit. I can't believe it. Oh, I know it. I know. We just. I was praying about it because God put it on my heart. Like, hey, you know, you're doing this whole legal thing. So, why don't you make God Stories Radio legal, like a real legal business ministry? And I was like, I don't remember how to do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I was listening to the radio, and I heard about um, the Christian Law Association group. It's um, If you need some attorney help, it's www.christianlaw.org. And um, Dr. Gibbs runs it. And I overheard uh, a commercial for them on Moody Radio. God told me to call them, and I literally went off on the road, you know, onto the shoulder and looked up their website and gave them a call, said, look, you know, we want to become a corporation. What do we have to do? Sent them an email and overnight they like did all the paperwork for us and everything. It was, it was amazing. It's just killer. It is. For the past couple of I know. Days. And I, when I saw the emails start to come in, I was just mm-hmm. shaking my head. I'm going, man. God just, is good. It is. Just the last couple of days, it's been hitting. It's sinking in. Sinking in. The, and yeah. An LLC, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's the God's ministry. will. It's God's bill. And please join with us in prayer about everything that's going on, because it just seems like God is uh, moving things around. He's moving things around. <laughs> He's putting the pieces and assembling the team. Yes, right, Mikey? he is. Yes, he has. 
Speaking of uh, assembling a team, we have. Uh, I'm excited about our guest tonight. I am too. Uh, you know, we always chat. You know, with our prospective guest before we come on the air, and I wished I had recorded about <laughs> the last 45 minutes of our conversation because. Uh-huh. Well, it's just unreal. I, I can't wait to hear his testimony, but I'm going to let Trish introduce him. Well, don't forget, too, we had somebody else that was supposed to come um, tonight. Ed oh, yes, we Mary. asked for prayers last week for uh, for Ed and Mary and OS91. Right. right. Yes. And Ed was in the hospital for three stints he had put in his heart, and he's pulled through. He's sent us pictures of him with the thumbs up, and he was just released from the hospital today. Great. So he was supposed to be sitting in the chair to my left, but instead, God had other plans. This guy, I met him at the grocery store, of all places, in line. I was still in the postpartum depression state. I just had a baby. I was about 230 pounds, I was overweight, very unhappy, Um, and this guy was so kind to me. He told me to get in front of him at the line, because I only had a couple of items, and he had more items than I did, and so we struck up a conversation, and he was telling me about some legal issues that he had going on, and he just, he he shared some pretty interesting things at the time, Uh, some things that ended up coming to fruition as recent as today. Today, yeah. <laughs> today. Of all days. He said that he um, was thinking about starting a company, and he he was telling me all this plans and all this stuff that he had lining up, and and I thought, oh, okay, this guy, all right, sure, let's see, maybe he's a mover, a shaker, I don't know, and then, I don't know, how did we end up on Facebook? We can, Yeah, you, uh, we connected via Facebook. I mean, that's ironic nowadays how we can, yeah, I meet you, I meet, I'm here tonight, I can like this broadcast, and then I can follow you now forever. So we connected then, and then who would have thought, a couple weeks ago, we were at Panera. Right, and I saw him at Panera Bread, and I thought, is that that guy, Anthony? (laughs) Yeah, that's how, and I was up there. And then he said, uh, hey, do you remember me? Well, actually, I sat next to you, because I knew it was you, and I knew you with your, uh, you were actually I had ready. my daughter with you me. You had your daughter, and I was getting ready to give a presentation, and I knew that was you. And again, with Facebook, there is some, it's not like you're my best friend, but there's an acquaintance. And right. I see your pictures. Right. And you see my pictures, so you know what I look like, and I know what you look like. Right, right. So, needless to say, I knew that was you, and I was like, oh, that's Trisha. So, I had a business meeting that day, but I made sure that I still went to that corner anyway, because I, and then, while the meeting was getting ready to set up, you were like, I leaned into you, and I was like, hey, you remember me? And you were like, and oh. God's Anthony, been laying yeah. it on my heart about marketing. Marketing God Stories Radio. And I'm like, marketing God Stories Radio? Should I call my friend so-and-so? And it was like, nope, not yet. And I'm like, okay, you just let me know when. So then I run into Anthony, and he's like, oh, I'm doing marketing now, too. And I'm like, are you now? Mm-hmm. That's quite interesting, because <laughs> God's been laying on my heart to do some more marketing. I gotta say too, I think Anthony's video. got the gift of engagement because uh, I, I just I just met him. I feel like I've known him for ten years, and he's just got a gift that way. Yeah, so. he does. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, both guys. Thank you very much. So uh, I'll introduce you, Anthony. This is Anthony Ippolito. Hello. Thank you, first off, for having me here tonight to uh, be able to give my testimony. Uh, it's our privilege. Thanks uh, for coming. First, and I also would like to say thank you for doing what you're doing, because I believe that this ministry that you're providing for people is ginormously important to help them connect and understand their faith and also grow closer to our Lord. 
Um, and that's huge because, as we all know, when the two-by-four hits you in the head and you're not ready for it, it, it'll teach you a lesson. Right, it'll drive you one of two ways. Yeah. To him or from him. From him, exactly. And that's a great way to put it. He's either going to drive you away or he's going to drive you to. And if Have you, you always said that, the two-by-four upside the head? No, I, I, uh, I didn't. I, I heard it. Trisha was the one who pointed it out that you use that. Oh yeah, I use the punch in the face. I mean, however you want to say it, God <laughs> He's works. He's from Boston, with, yeah, so from they Boston. say punch yeah, in the face. We, That's a GSR standard. Yeah, we we say some things. Our our slang might be a little bit different than uh, some of the. Uh, sorry for stepping away from the mic, but slang is a little bit different. But yeah, I have a pretty interesting story that I'm going to share with. Um, Everyone today, really. Yes. And, and 28 countries so far around the world. Well, I look forward to reaching out to those 28 countries because what I'm about to tell people is pretty interesting. And just, again, the sheer fact that there was another gentleman that was supposed to be scheduled here tonight, and then I'm sitting in this seat. Yeah, God's great. That's all I'll say. So basically, again, my name is Anthony Ippolito, and I am originally, uh, as you'll hear, from Boston, Massachusetts. So if I park the car near you the hopper. the car. I apologize. I've been out of Boston now for about 15 to 16 years, but as a Frenchman leaving France back, you know, when he was 18 or 19 years old and they come over to America, they're still going to have an accent too. So that's one of the things coming from the city I learned when I gave my first presentation at college. I have an accent and I've learned that too, but I've also learned how to try to pronounce my words properly. Uh, and that's something that I've been trying to do now that I'm the owner of a company and I don't want to <laughs> sound like a, a dummy. <laughs> and actually want to pronounce my words properly. Plus, I have a two-year-old who I don't want her to sound like she's from Massachusetts either. <laughs> so we're trying to pronounce them the right way. But So I am from Boston. Um, Kids will do that to you. I grew up in a town uh, called Wakefield, Massachusetts, which is 11 miles north of the city. Great little blue-collar town. Um, come from upper-middle class area. Great, great area. Great area to grow up in. Uh, Boston's a great city. I'm sure a lot of people who are listening, if you've never had the opportunity to go there, it's a great city from a historical perspective because Boston is where re really America was started. I mean, the Pilgrims came in 1626. I know we had Jamestown. And I know we also had uh, Ponce de Leon. But the Pilgrims made a run at it, and they actually held it together for a long time, and that was really how it all started. Well, with that said, I uh, my background is chef. I'm Johnson & Wales trained chef. I graduated from Providence, Rhode Island back in uh, the 90s, and I basically came down to Florida to follow my parents. My uh, family, retired military, we also, my step I have a, my parents got divorced when I was a kid. Um, my mother remarried to my stepdad. My stepdad was about 20 years older than my mother, so there was a little bit of a generation gap, but he was in the produce business, so I had the opportunity to grow up in the produce business for most of my life with that, and then my real dad, who I still have a great relationship, and I've always been very thankful that I had four parents, and I feel that way because you know, the, the wealth of knowledge that you can get from people and understand people. So when you had four parental figures in your life, I got to be able to learn some different, yeah, different things and get to see different things. But I love them all equally. I'm very blessed to have um, all those people in my life. And with that said, we retired, my family retired here back in um, 1995 into the Florida marketplace. And I followed, I followed. Uh, obviously, coming from a culinary perspective, the hospitality industry here in the state of Florida is ginormously important, and I figured, why not come on down? So I came down and basically I did the circuit, went down to Miami, the Keys, decided that I wanted to make sure I wanted to live in the state. You know, I was young, wanted to make sure I wanted to be here forever. Decided to cruise up. I ended up spending some time in Nashville, back in Boston. And then in 2003, I found myself back here in the state of Florida, uh, and that's when I started to work with a very large food service company. 
And we're going to kind of pick up the story there. Me personally, from a faith perspective, prior to a few years ago, nothing. I didn't, I didn't, didn't really, didn't know anything. I didn't, I thought, I was very pompous and I thought that, you know, that I was, had some gifts and I didn't. And I know that now. You said you thought you were God. I did. <laughs> and I, I am sorry that I say that now because it's such a humbling, I mean, I thought, I didn't, I, now obviously, yes, I didn't, I don't think that, I, I just thought that I controlled my life. We don't control anything. Mm-hmm. And we all know that. Because mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here today if we didn't know that. But I thought I did. And I was a very strong-willed, come from that Northeast mentality. I mean, we know what happened with Boston Strong, and not to mention, you know, that, because that was such a traumatic uh, experience for the Boston city. But it's a very blue-collar, very strong-willed area. So I did. I, I was very pompous, and I, phew, I'm dumbfounded by the fact that I even said those words. But I have friends who would, would verify that I did say some stupidity of that nature. But that's still, I was still a very caring, loving, humbled person. I just was, had some arrogance to me that needed to be brushed on. Well, over the past, uh, in 2003, we'll pick the story back up, I started with that large food service company, and being that very high D personality, failure is not an option. So go, 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 go. I started with them, and I was very successful. I was, uh, won many awards, uh, very, I, I won probably four very prestigious awards with the company. I also won Rookie of the Year, and this was over a very, uh, about a seven-year period. In 2006, on 5-5, uh, Cinco de Mayo, I met my ex-wife. And we, we hit it off, I'm not gonna lie. We, at the time, I was doing very well, and things were going very well. We were at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Hotel. Walked downstairs after a night of dinner and having a good time. And there she was. And she walked up to me and, you know, we ended up having a conversation and that's kind of how it started there. Shortly thereafter, we decided that we were going to get married and we ended up getting married. Uh, I think the courtship lasted maybe seven months. And then the, the engagement period was about another year. And uh, we ended up getting married in 2007. Well, during the, the marriage uh, or during the wedding, it was, we had a great time. And we ended up honeymooning in Italy. Now, I'm going to just reference this right now because we'll talk about it a little bit afterwards. But um, as everyone knows, the Vatican, there's some very interesting places in Italy. So I had an opportunity to tour the country, and it was a beautiful, I mean, amazing, amazing uh, opportunity. The, the country of Italy is gorgeous. If you've never had a chance to go and you do get blessed to have that opportunity, I would suggest you do because the food and the history and the culture of the place, it, it truly is amazing. So I did a tour. It was called a uh, Renaissance tour. It was actually a tour of all the churches. Ironically, you know, because that was the one that was the longest. So we decided to do the Renaissance tour, and I flew. We flew over there a couple days early so we could do a 14-day Renaissance. But we did about four days before, and ironically, I went to the catacombs. She was at. It was ironic. I mean, and I didn't actually even say that, but I went and visited that catacomb, which was like huh, very odd, because she was buried there. And then afterwards, I get her relic. A friend sends me that relic, but we'll talk about that later. But needless to say, while in Italy, um, I took some very interesting pictures. Didn't really look into them. You, know, you take 300 pictures when you're on vacation. Do you mm-hmm. look at every 300 pictures? Mm-hmm. No, you just put them in the bank, put them in the storage bank on your computer, and you keep moving on. You know, and I'm a high D personality, and I'm back at work after two weeks of vacation. I ain't got time to look at pictures. It's time to get back to work. So I go back to work. We're cranking. My ex-wife, she was, uh, she wanted me to buy a motorcycle. 
So I bought a motorcycle. Um, yeah, I wanted to make her happy, and I, I actually started to enjoy it after a while. Well, when I bought my new motorcycle uh, after our honeymoon, etc. Actually, I bought it prior to the honeymoon, but I, I actually dropped the motorcycle and tore my hip. And when I was in Italy, I actually, it got worse. It started to get worse. Mm -hmm. And I recognized that I had a problem um, with the hip. And needless to say, the labrium, which is the muscle that covered the ball and socket joint in the right hip socket, was torn. I tore it when I picked the bike up the wrong way. I mean, a motorcycle weighs a thousand pounds. Mm -hmm. So if you pick up a motorcycle and you don't do it in the right manner, you can rip something. Well, mm -hmm. guess what I did? And I went to Italy, kept walking and the whole nine yards. We ended up getting back from our honeymoon. I recognized that I needed to do something. Shortly thereafter, I started the process, uh, went to the doctor, the orthopedic surgeon, the whole rigmarole of the healthcare system where you go to one and then another, then another, then another, then another. Then by that time, hopefully someone figures out what's wrong with you. Well, at that specific time, they finally figured it out. They, oh, hey, yeah, you got a tear in your hip. So they suggested surgery. So I went in and uh, had surgery. Well, I've always been a pretty big guy. Um, Right now, I, I sit actually at about 195 pounds. Well, after hip surgery, it, it, was, it was like a perfect storm. You take a chef, a perfect storm. It, well, it was perfect. You take a chef who loves to eat and put him in a kitchen with nothing to do. You eat. And I was oh. eating. And I, not eating, like, but I mean, I make food. My ex-wife was at work. I'm home. I make Bernays sauce. What do I get? Whip it up, right? So I'm starting to whisk eggs and melt butter and, you know, the whole nine yards. <laughs> I can do it. So I was eating it. And, I mean, it wasn't just one thing either. It was everything. So we were eating everything. So uh, needless to say, I was home eating, getting bigger. In the house, becoming the house. The house. I, I couldn't. I was becoming the house. I did. I, I At the time, prior to the hip surgery, I was always, again, a big guy. I think I was probably like 250, 260. I think I blew up to about 290, almost just shy of 300. It was tough because you can't move. You know, and again, you have a high D personality. You, you want to go do, 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 and then what do you do? So you're sitting here, you have nothing to do. So I was cooking. So I sat there, I was cooking, 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 cooking. Got big, ended up turning into a house. Well, that uh, shortly thereafter, my ex-wife and I, we went on a vacation over to uh, New Smyrna Beach. And we went, we ended up talking to some very interesting person. And we'll just leave it at that. And this specific uh, person told us some things were going to happen. And uh, we went to, went to this area. I'm not going to, because whatever, it is what it is. Well, we ended up talking to this one person who basically told us some things were going to happen. And we disagreed, and we said, oh, it wasn't going to happen. We vowed that we would love each other, but the person told us we weren't going to make it until 2010, and that some things were going to go down. And I was like, really? Oh, that's interesting. And that the power of, this, of a saint was going to end up driving my ex-wife and I apart. Whatever. We left it at that, and we continued to live our life. Well, 2008 went through, and New Year's Eve, and then 2009 came in, and our marriage wasn't really built on any Christian foundation. It was basically how many bottles of wine could we go out and knock down together, or how many uh, you know, dinners could we go eat, and the different appetizers. We definitely, our, our marriage was basically based upon having a good time there was no there was nothing from the perspective of morals or values and with all that said we things in 2009 were getting a little rough 
Well, we ended up uh, resigning from, we worked together in the company that we were working with, we resigned and we went on to another company and we actually did the same job and we ended up going to a new, another company who did similar work. And come to find out, we moved on in June and that July we went to Portland, Oregon. And I was at the process of starting to become health, you know, get back into a more healthier lifestyle. And um, Portland and Seattle, if you've never again been up there, is just an amazing area for the food. It's just awesome. In the in the cleanliness of the not when I say the cleanliness of the food, you get a piece of halibut out of the Pacific Ocean, you you can't modify that. It's just it's halibut out of the Pacific Ocean, and it's on a plate, and you're eating it. <laughs> you know, it it's it. You, know, you go do cheese. There was uh, Tillamook is another area that we went to, and the cheese. So when I was there, I was very inspired to create a healthy restaurant, um, and I actually put a business plan together for the healthy restaurant. Just have it. If I ever wanted to use it one day, you know, you just never know. You just never and know when you could use a plan. <laughs> yeah, you just never know when a business plan's necessarily. So I started to really research and do a lot of research about uh, health and wellness and gluten-free foods and vegan and all of the buzzwords that are happening now, seven, eight years ago, they were happening, but they weren't as buzzy. But... I could see that you, if you do the re, if you were reading the research back in two thousand nine, which again, so five six years ago, you could see that there was going to be a huge shift towards what was getting ready to transpire, especially here with gluten free foods, vegan, orga organic, natural foods. I saw it. Um, I think God, actually, I don't even think I know God, showed me to see it because it, why would I start researching it? I had a very good career. I was doing very well. I just knew that someone made me research this because I, I again I healthy it wasn't can necessarily, I mention one of the yeah, ingredients go yeah go ahead quinoa yeah quinoa that's what he was in line buying <laughs> that that's day. it and I was like quinoa I heard that stuff's really healthy yeah it is <laughs> that's it's complete protein that's kind of what it got us talking and we're going to talk about that as we continue here but so yeah um, needless to say and we ended up uh, going to the new company come back from Portland a couple months later uh Documents don't lie. My ex-wife met another guy. I I know why. Uh, because you know you get text messages. You got Sun Pass. There's some things there that you can track nowadays. That if you didn't know, you could. Guess what? You can. So I uh, knew she. I didn't know at this time. But make a long story short, we didn't make it to 2010. Just like December that 12th. Yeah, just like that person said, December 12th. Oh, December 13th, 2009, we ended up getting into it. And, uh, you know, sadly, we got into a domestic. She attacked me. I ended it. And I did, I, you know, I regret it. And, you know, I, uh, I look back on that now. And, again, our relationship was based solely upon partying and having a good time. Mm -hmm. And there are some other things that, yeah, a little outliers to the story that we're not going to get into the details of it. Needless to say, she wanted to move on. And instead of like let's amicably just split up obviously you know and I got hit by the head by a two by four but you move on so uh, needless to say we we ended up getting to a domestic sadly but she tried to send me down the river and get me for attempted rape and battery by strangulation which was a fallacy it was so false but at the time when they came in and there was some other there's some other things to the story. I, I don't need to get into all the details. The fact of it is, 
our marriage didn't work. She wanted out without going through everything. She tried to get me on a battery by strangulation and attempted rape. We didn't even have sex that night. I never touched her neck. I mean, we. she attacked me. I ended up knocking her off me. I passed out in the bed, and then all I remember is the next morning, the police come and picking me up, and then they hit me with the charges. Well, I had the right to remain silent, and I did, because I didn't know what. I was like, whoa. So, make a long story short, well, this is actually not going to be a short story. This is actually going to be a long story. I, that's when I met Trisha, during that beginning of that process. Well, needless to say, my life just got turned upside down. I was a very successful businessman who was married with a few houses, and I was doing well. To an ex-wife who just ran off with another guy with what do I do with all this real estate and how do I put my life back together? Mm -hmm. What do you do? Well, at that point, I realized God was calling me home and that I would go get back into the church and and start to help me to heal. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going to happen. Again, coming from the pompous background that I had, I didn't necessarily know, but I know I needed something Mm -hmm. because I was lost. I started going back to church probably in in March that year. Um, And there's a lot of little things, too, that uh, happened. At the time, my aunt, who was very instrumental in my life, she was a uh, G10 with the United States Air Force, and she, uh, you know, she knew what she knew who I was, and she know, you know, she knew that, that what what my ex-wife was claiming was fallacy, and she, you know, she kept she kept me pretty grounded, and she kind of helped me through a lot at that beginning. And you know, I mention that now because March came along, and you know, I, I decided that I was going to fight it. I was there was no way I was not going to accept this charge. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, so I fought it. I went and I seeked uh, people inside of my community, church communities, their opinion. And I went to the head of my church community and I asked him for his opinion. And he told me that same thing. He said, Anthony, if you didn't do this, you don't plea. You leave it in God's hands and you fight Mm -hmm. this. So I did. And I did. And needless to say, in March, I was up at the court and you know it was a big to do and it was the time to plea and all that crap and I said nah so I fired my attorney and at the time a very close friend of mine hired another attorney and I hired him and he told me he goes he looked at the case and he goes you were getting ready to get railroaded they were just going to shove it and stick it you know right where it doesn't shine and that was getting ready to happen well we decided well together I gave him all the information and he started going through it and one thing I've learned in life, the truth comes out. Mm-hmm. It will all come out. So we proved she lied. And needless to say, uh, everything was withheld without adjudication, which basically means that I proved that she lied. I mean, basically, it's, you're illegal. I mean, so if you get charged with something and it's withheld without adjudication, you proved that they they charged you with a false uh, but, charge. And charge. I've been through that, too. And it basically comes down to that they had... Uh, to, for something for them to go somewhere, they'd have to admit that they lied, and then something would happen. But if they're not going to do that, then that's as far as it's going to go. That's so. I basically with it was a withheld without adjudication. I ended up just pleading out to a misdemeanor because I just didn't want to do any of the BS. I didn't. I I was so over it at that time. And um, in May twenty fifth, 
I found out that the my aunt, who I love dearly, um, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Mm. So there was no way that I was going to ever try to fight that anymore. And um, she was, again, very influential. And she looks over me. I'm sure that, you know, as I sit here today, she's probably looking over me right now. And I know that. But now, let's get back, and excuse me for breaking up a little bit, but let's get back to that day. So I'm sitting at, let's get back to back in 2010, in April. So it was uh, April 3rd. It was a Saturday of all days. I believe it was when the Easter Sunday vigil was. And um, never been to one. Never, ever, ever in my life have I ever participated in an Easter Sunday vigil. So I decided, for whatever reason, God was calling me to go that night. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go. I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be like an hour service, mass, and, uh, you know, kneel, stand up, kneel, stand up. And needless to say, nah, it wasn't. And if you've never experienced it, it's a three and a half hour process, very lengthy. But it's very pretty, too. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing ceremony, amazing service. And um, through that service, I'll never forget it. After, uh, after the readings and basically prior to the RCIA getting baptized, I was sitting under a light and I got a vision to make healthy cake. And I was like... Healthy cake. Healthy cake. And I was looking, at, I was looking up with the stupidest look in my face. Like, God, what are you trying to tell me? Because I don't bake. I am not a baker. I am a chef. I'm Johnson & Wales trained. I will go grill chicken, make filet mignon, and all, whatever you want to do, man. But let, don't tell me to bake. That's not my forte. Kept punching me. Like, literally, it was like, boom, boom, like, hit me in the head. So that night, I go home. Didn't really think anything of it. The next day, is Easter Sunday, so I drive down. I go see my uh, younger brother. And basically, I give him 20 bucks. I said, he's a pastry chef. I was like, God told me last night to make healthy cake. I don't know what it means, but I'm thinking you want to do like a high protein, something gluten-free. But I, I didn't really know what the gluten-free thing meant. I mean, I understood it, but I didn't. I was like, I know gluten's bad, but for whatever reason, God's telling me that you need to make something with high in protein. Maybe you want to use egg whites because they're really high in protein and they're complete protein. And maybe something that's gluten-free. I'm thinking cornmeal because it's most cost-effective. So I mean, let's try to make a cornmeal cake. He looked at me and was like, okay, you know, and I... He, he looked at me as as dumb as I looked at him. And we looked at each other, and, and he'll attest to it. My younger brother, Frankie, I mean, I will we'll never forget. He was sitting outside. We are sitting outside on the, uh, in the lanai at my father's house. So we said, okay. Well, needless to say, he never made the cake. And a couple weeks later, um, I was at the gym. And while I was at the gym, a gentleman walked, or excuse me, I was giving the owner of the gym a bag of the quinoa. Uh, because I had that restaurant concept that I was considering rolling out because like we said, you never know when you need a restaurant concept in the pipeline. So he was actually eating the quinoa. Well, right up, right at that exact point, a gentleman walked around the corner eating another bar, health bar product, and literally spit it out and said if someone could develop a health bar that was good for them, that tasted good, that they would do very well. And that's when I realized God, what God was telling me, that he punched me in the head and he wanted me to basically and you were supposed to hear that I was I absolutely 100% was so I heard it and now the story gets even more interesting because now here we go now it's God's will so here we go we gotta make it happen right so a month after my aunt who again was very instrumental uh, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer so I and if you've ever you know the people who 
talk about pancreatic cancer or know about pancreatic cancer. Once you're diagnosed, it's very quick. It's not, it's not long. So she had uh, six months, basically, um, and she actually passed away on Thanksgiving Day. I promised her that I would do this, and I would never give up. The first year, I'm not going to lie to you, it was hot. And it's still not easy right now either. Still got some hardness, much more to do. But um, the first year, I found a doctor. And the doctor who I was working with, he he was a pretty good guy. He was a smart guy. I mean, I, you know, I, and I was young too in my business acumen. I didn't necessarily do some things right. And I learned. And one of the things that I learned, obviously getting things on paper, that's key. And if there's anything that I could tell the people of the world, you know, as far as my business perspective, if you want to be on the same page with someone, put it on paper. So you all agree and you all understand it and you all agree on the verbiage. Well, I found this uh, doctor and he wanted to potentially invest in this company. And I said, okay, well, I don't necessarily know what I had. I didn't know what I, was, what I was doing. All I know is that God wanted me to make healthy cake and I'm going to try it. And I started... Testing, yeah, I started testing yeah. the recipes, and that's when I actually. That's when you met me. You had some samples. Yeah, so I, I have some started. samples in my car, and I'm like, "This is odd." Yeah, like, it was okay. And I was giving. going to give me some. I was giving away, and I was cake. yeah, I was actually figuring this out. Like, how am I going to figure this out? As it continued, you know, we I was sampling out, and I had this doctor, and it was working at the gym, and it, it was there was a huge interest. You could people love the product, and one thing I recognized with this product was that as I went out and sold it and gave it away and got people interested, they kept coming back. Mm -hmm. And that's when you know you have something special. Mm -hmm. When they keep coming back and there's an interest, that's when you know you got something. Well, and you also, Claremont, just for those that don't know, the um, Olympians train here. The triathletes come here. We We are the mecca of churches and we are the mecca of healthiness. And Lake County is actually, South Lake County is trying to market themselves as the healthy capital. Oh, of, I didn't of, know that. Yeah, if you pick up uh, the Healthy Living magazine that's at the chamber, um, sure enough, it says you know they want to. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to achieve healthy, healthy status. Because I mean, it does make sense to some degree. We have we're twenty four seven sundown here most of the time, except for in the summertime, obviously due to the rain. But if you wanted to do a running, biking, swimming event. Well, guess yeah. what? We got plenty of places to do it here in Claremont, Florida. We need to do a quinoa cooking event because the first time I ever tried to cook that, I didn't realize that it expanded. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Quinoa cooking? Well, it, it's like rice. It's a two-pot, yeah. one-pot. Yeah. yeah. Two-to-one. Two-to-one. I had no idea. I dumped the whole bag in that <gasps> thing. It was all over my stove. It just blew up. Bubbling over. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the, the thing, too. Yeah, if, if it overboils, like when pasta overboils and the thing, just the foam starts going all over the place. So as we were saying, so uh, to pick up, needless to say, here in Claremont, so I started that whole process. Had the first business partner who was a doctor. The doctor, um, make a long story short, I started the networking process. I'm a networker, and that's I do I met Trisha. I mean, I'm a very charismatic person. Even though I was pompous back in my first life, second life, I've always been charismatic. Regardless of my pompousness, I've always God been. always takes advantage of those those skills. Those skills. So I've always been a pretty outgoing and charismatic person. And with that said, I uh, just I've always had that gift to network. I've got the gift to gab. So I went. I found this business partner, and I went out. I actually found a retired NFL player who wanted to invest, but. If I'm going to invest in a company, 
you need to have a ton of documentation. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. You can't just be like, hey, give me money. Yeah. It doesn't work we that way. We at God Stories Radio, we kind of know that. Yeah, you know, it's not doesn't work that way. You have to have there's a, a plan. whole everything. Yeah. yeah, there's a plan and subscription document. And the documents is just is one thing. And they listen, if you're going to have an attorney do them, it's not cost it's not going to cost 10 bucks. It's going to cost a couple grand. Right. A few grand depending. And uh, needless to say, I went to the former business partner, said, "Hey, you know, it's time to step up. I got this former NFL place kicker. He wants to fund our project. We need to get all the information documented, get it all, get the brand. We got to get all this trademark. There's a ton of stuff. He started to pull back because it was time to come up with the capital. And when he was starting to pull back, we didn't have like a piece of paper, like a document that said, you know, this was the terms of our agreement. Well, when he pulled back, I was like, well, listen, this isn't going to work. You know, I developed this product. I'm the one who's basically got it to where we're at. I needed you to get me to the next level, and I was willing to compensate you for that, but if you're not going to do it, I don't need you. So I wished him the best of luck, and then he sued me. Mm. So I won on that, just so you know, it was crazy. I mean, it was, I fought him. Um, he had no leg to stand on. One of the things he said was that he developed the recipe. One of the things I did was, when I first had the vision, I sent myself all the information. I printed it. And it still works as a trademark. Poor man's copyright. Poor man's copyright. You're absolutely right. So I sent it to myself. So when he tried to sue me, we brought it in. And there's an envelope sitting there dated. He then testified that he met me on, you know, May, whatever that day was. Well, it says April, you know, 14th, right there on the train. So he was like, he realized that he was in deep doo-doo. So the truth comes out. (laughs) The truth will always come out. So he folded. Cost me ten grand to fight that. Um, so at the time, I, uh, I again networking, 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 and I, I had a friend who introduced me to another guy. And needless to say, they, this company that I ended up working with to help me with the branding and the marketing of the project, they had five Emmy awards, and they they had they understood what branding and marketing was. So, needless to say, we ended up uh, creating an opportunity towards the latter part of 2011. And come 2012, we decided we were going to go out in the open stock market. We're going to go up to New York. We're going to go try to find money. And him, the fact that he had the Emmy Awards, he drove a higher value proposition for the most. Um, He wanted to go play with Walmart at the beginning of an endeavor. And whatever Walmart's, whatever it is, I'm not disrespecting Walmart, but... When you go dance with Walmart, if I'm gonna go do business with Walmart, well, guess what? They're not gonna pay me in 90 days. They're gonna pay me like 120, 180, whenever they wanna pay me, really is when Walmart's gonna pay you. (laughs) But if you're gonna go do business with them, you're gonna need a pretty deep pocket to go do that. And that's what he wanted to do. And I respected that because again, having the Emmy Awards, I understood the guy's genius. And he got it, he understood. So we ended up, um, during 2012, we, we went out and we did the investor thing, and I'm not. Yeah, we signed two term sheets, and one of them was for that amount of money. One of them was seven million bucks, the other one was three million bucks. Well, I'm going to tell you, both of them fell apart. And why I tell you both of them fell apart? We signed a seven million dollar term sheet in March 2012, and that summer the euro decided to stay in the eurozone. Well, we had a Greek wine owner who was going to give us. He was going to pull out. He had a 120 year old wine business, and he was going to invest you know, like 100 million bucks in America. Just because if the Greece is going to pull out and your currency could potentially tank, 
guess what? Your currency now is a euro. Well, let's mm -hmm. put some money in an American account just in case, and in worst case, I can invest it, and I'm not going to lose my family's wealth. I think that's what he was trying to do. Well, when Greece decided to stay in the eurozone, the deal went belly up. Yeah, it went belly up. And I, you know, I. Now that I look back, it wasn't wasn't God's will. No. It wasn't right. He wasn't ready to do it. Right. So later that year, we also signed another term sheet with another investor uh, who was uh, out of England, and he he put up. He wanted to do a three million dollar deal. Well, after September 11th, there's a lot of new regulations that some people didn't necessarily know about prior to 2001. And if you invested many years ago and then post-2001, you want to start doing it. I didn't necessarily know all the legalities from international commerce in that sense. So I didn't necessarily understand what was transpiring. But I knew there was something to do with he wasn't jiving with some, some type of with the way the tax some type of regulatory yeah. it was a regulatory commissionary yeah. thing there that there was gonna he was gonna have to pay X amount of dollars to give us X amount of, and he wasn't having it that ended up going down well 2013 came we decided to shift directions we were gonna see if we could find a strategic partner and we went out and did some other research and it just didn't end up panning out needless to say through this whole thing I met uh, my fiance now who mm -hmm. create great very so blessed but i met her in uh, june when the doctor the whole doctor thing was happening and uh needless to say i mean she's been a huge part of my life now obviously but she's kind of helped keep me stay you know sane too but if you can imagine in 2012 you have all of this climactic opportunity getting ready to hit and then you lose it and you want to give up i mean i ain't gonna lie to you I, I wanted to give up. I was so tired, tired and tired. This is so hard. So I then, I realized, I said, I can't do it. I promised my aunt, I pr you know, God told me to do this. I ain't giving up. And I kept fighting. And I'm just, that's who I am. So in 2013, when I recognized, and two, I'm a little bit younger. I don't have the greatest business acumen. I wish I could say that I went to Harvard. I wish I could say that I have a master's degree in business administration. I don't. I had to learn all this. Now that I look back on it, I wouldn't change the way I did it, but it would have been nice to have that education. And one thing I will say is the power of knowledge. There is no, it, that's one thing if you know and you learn. So the people out there, if you ever, always continue to learn. I mean, just keep walking and learning. Uh, as much as we learn about what God wants us to do, continue to learn on your own accord as well. But with that said, uh, 2013, I recognized that it just wasn't going to work out with the former business partners that I had. I requested towards the latter part of uh, last year, I asked them if we could, I, I, I'm, you know, what's going to give here? They were 64. They're in the latter part of their life. I'm 38. And it, it, something needed a break. And needless to say, I was very blessed. They're, they're very kind people. And um, they allowed me the opportunity to purchase out their uh, their their needs or their 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 stake in in the company, and uh, needless to say, that closed today. Today. Today, of all days. Of all days. Of all days, I decided to come up to Claremont, Florida, where I originally founded the product, and you know all this other stuff. But literally closed today. So, of you know my story, when I look back, it, perseverance. Now I will say, when I look back, when I was in Italy, 
in 2007. I mean, there's some pitches where if there's not a two-by-four right next to my head, just, like, going, (laughs) then I don't know what it is. Because it literally, I mean, I was punched in the head, punched in the head, punched in the head so many times. And then this year, one of the things that kind of helped free me from some of the different stuff that I've dealt with is uh, a friend of mine gave me a relic from uh, a saint in in my religion and it just kind of it was a healing relic and that really it really made me realize that God wanted me to go help people and help them with the food that I've created because I've lost 137 pounds and now that you look at the dynamic that's taking place with the gluten-free allergies and all these different things I mean I literally I see what his vision was and now it's going to come to fruition because of his will and because of his strength and because of he put that in me. I, again, folks, I am not a baker. <laughs> it just wants to make that perfectly clear. I am not a baker. Preach on, brother. I do not. That's his brother. That is my brother. <laughs> he is the baker. And he is the baker. And as I'm seeing some of the stuff now, you wait and wait and you'll get his best. No, that's absolutely right. Absolutely right. And I mean, and, and, and we talked about this a little bit, but coming from the Catholic perspective, um, one of the things that I found, my, pers- my relationship with Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, I have a very unique relationship with, with all of it. And I, I, when I see the Holy Spirit, to me, it comes in a different manner when I talk to God. It comes in a different manner, and when I talk to Jesus, really, it comes in a. It's different for everybody, and I, you know, and again, I'm not here to to say who's right and who's wrong. It's whatever is inside of your heart is really, is what's important, mm-hmm. and that. And, Amen, and, brother. And that for me, I you know I've been very blessed. So I, too, this year have been given some very interesting relics from my faith, which I've been very blessed to have and dawned on. I'm kind of dumbfounded that. God has given me those tools to walk with in faith, and I try to use them and help people when I can. Um, but again, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to come up here and be able to tell my story. Uh, it's an interesting story. I mean, there's a, and there's there's more to it. There's a little bit. Of, it is what it is. But the fact of it is, perseverance will pay off in the long run. Yes, it will. But you need to have faith. If you don't have faith in what He's going to do for you, mm-hmm. if if Riches come in many ways. If I died right now, I would be happy. I know that I would have my relationship with God. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. Amen. I think yep. that's the peace that passeth all understanding. Yes, it is. And when I, you get to that point. When you get to that point and you get it, and it doesn't make a difference. Whatever Amen. happens, happens. Right. And let it roll. So if I go out today and get struck by a truck and that was it, that was it. We all have a clock in our forehead. That's the way I like to say it. We don't know when the clock's going to end. But it's eventually going to happen, mm-hmm. man. We can't live forever. It's one thing we've all learned. And, um, but having your faith in God and having him lead you makes your life so easy. And the obedience. Mm-hmm. To stay true. To, to follow and everything. To follow. The same, just like you were doing at this God Stories Raid. It was, again, something that he put on, on me coming up on uh, six years ago. And uh, we're trying to follow through on it, so... Yeah, I think it's a great ministry, and I continue. I obviously would love to continue to 
come up and obviously listen as well but when uh, as periodic here and there has come up in the future uh, to check in um, as to see obviously too how many more countries you've added on to to your outreach but also too to see how big you do get eventually here because you have a great median for a lot of people and I think there's a lot of people out there who want to hear what we have what you're telling people Mm -hmm. I mean there's a guy or a woman out there who is considering giving up on a dream Mm. and God might have told them to do that well if there's anything that I can tell you keep trying it's it's not easy nothing is ever going to come easy in life and if it does then something something might Mm -hmm. not be driving with it but if you give up then you will never finalize what he wanted you to do. That's right. So don't give up. Keep pushing and push and push and push. And know that if you walk in his world, that he will take care of you. It might not be easy. And listen, I'm a pre I am definitely know that. I've been through, you know, ups and downs. If you can imagine Shock Tank, that show, and multi- <laughs> multiply that by 50. You know, I mean, that's what I've been through. At least that's what I feel like I've been through. And I, you know, the past four years. But again, the irony that today, whatever today's date is, what is it, June, whatever, fifth, fifth right? Fifth, of all the days um, that this deal closes, all of a sudden I'm in front of a microphone. Yeah. And he said, I don't want to do God's Stories radio until this is a done deal. And I was like, uh, oh, okay, because then we were talking about having you tonight, yeah. but we didn't even know that you had anything planned today to sign, or I didn't know any of that. It all <laughs> just came to, well, it, it came to a head. I was I was just going to tell the story and really not, gener- I was just going to keep it very generalized and not mention any of the names of the actual product. I mean, now that I could actually say, I mean, yes, it's the product name is Native Bar. Uh, if you are on Facebook and you follow God Stories Radio, uh, you would just go up there and search Native Bar, and you could find, you know, find the the web. So I didn't want people to start um, to be interested in wanting to learn more about the product, and not. But you allow couldn't me- disclose. Yeah, not yeah, disclose. You couldn't disclose exactly what it was because I had everything set up, and everything like, for instance, the Twitter page was set up, and the Facebook page was set up, but it was all pulled down. It was all offline because I didn't want anyone to see it. Right. Um, and, and two, even though the deal closed today, it's not like tomorrow I'm going to start selling food. No, it still take. There's a whole process that still has to go through. I mean, I have to get packaging and boxes, and it's just this a kitchen to make it all. Yeah. In. <laughs> well, I got that. I got all. Of, you I got literally, the, you got the baker. Got all that done. <laughs> yeah, I got my yeah, I got my brother. But no, we have. Uh, basically, what you do is you do uh, co-packing or manufacturing. You find a manufacturing facility, and they're going to man- basically manufacture the product. And I created what uh, basically a sales and marketing organization. So I will purchase product from them. I didn't want any bricks and mortar. The bricks and mortar uh, in this specific opportunity was too it was too much. So that's really uh, my story. And again, um, I have some pretty cool pitches from from Italy that I shared on the God Stories uh, on the Facebook. God Story Facebook page already. In the actual, I think it's a, it went into the history. So if you get an opportunity to go on the God Stories um, Facebook page. In, in some of the history, you'll see a picture at the Vatican that Anthony Ippolito posted, and that's kind of the first time I realized that God really hit me in the head with a two-by-four, and he's been hitting me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, yeah, a ton of times, mm-hmm. and every time he does, I, I recognize it now. And I think as your faith grows, you start to realize it. I don't think you know every time. No. But 
there are times when you know someone's here mm-hmm. and it's interesting like I've had times when I've known like I'm not alone and I don't know who's around but it could be my aunt it could be a god and I don't know who it is but there's so I've definitely had some interesting um run-ins with that as well so but I'm very thankful for the opportunity to come and tell my story we don't find anything that happens around here by chance and and um, I don't think it's any chance meeting that you're sitting in that chair right there and God Stories Radio can can partner with you and your success and and vice versa and we'll definitely be praying for your continued success Anthony yeah well I appreciate that and I you know all the prayers that I could get because you, know, you just you just have a great heart, and I just uh, I know you're you're in it for the right reasons, and you're mm-hmm. getting direction from the the man above, the man above, the CEO. You know it. It's good CEO to run with. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it makes Amen. it real easy. It makes your life. Uh, you know, try to figure so much stuff out. I always say at the end of each show, if somebody had a question for you or maybe wanted to talk to you personally, yeah, would you yeah. be willing to yeah, to do that? No, absolutely, uh, yes. You can drop us a line at godstoriesradio at gmail.com, and we'll get it over to Anthony. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If you want to leave a phone number or you have a question for Anthony, just get it to us at the Gmail. You and can also, al- too, they could uh, – not to interrupt, but they, That's could okay. also go to my, uh, they could also go to my Facebook page, too. Absolutely. Uh, due to the you know the native bot Facebook, and they could send me a message directly – through that medium as well so if they have a question or you know anything because with for instance you could just like the facebook page and then you can send the message so it's not that big of a deal but uh but yeah they could do it through you as well yep either way just as long as we get it to you that's that's the important part Mm -hmm. great yeah i'd be happy to have a conversation with um with anyone i really believe that jesus put me in the world to to tell you know to help people and in if we are all, if we walk in His light, then we're all brothers and sisters. So Amen. We're all here mm-hmm. to help each other. Right. Amen. And so, there was a lot of parts of your story that we know about that that didn't get told, and maybe, um, you know, there's somebody out there that could really benefit from kind of the rest of the story, so to speak. Yeah. No, I'll be happy to tell uh, tell it a little bit more in detail. Again, it's it, I could go on about it for six hours. Oh yeah, it's, it's, oh. That, it's that. It's, yeah, it's crazy. But I, I just wanted to kind of give a bullet point version of it, and so that people would understand. No, we appreciate that, and we'll continue to update the listeners on uh, the native bar. The native bar. I can't wait for a sample. Oh, me, me too. We're uh, we're pretty close. Yeah, it's a quinoa based. Again, I lost 137 pounds, but it has a pretty cool. You should see this guy. It looks like Vin Diesel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we're going to try and take a picture. Is somebody here to take a picture? No. No, he's oh, not here. Man. Oh, man. we got to figure something out. We'll take a picture with my phone. I we'll do a selfie. Yeah, we can do selfies. All right. Yeah. We can do a selfie picture. But yeah, it's uh, all good. All right. All right. Well, that was session 42. Yes, it was. That's uh, Jackie Robinson's number. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is Jackie Robinson's number. Yes, it yes. is. 42. I was trying to see. I, of all the things, like I think 42, like what that number entails to me, it's... He was a pretty influential person in our in our society, so I'm very thankful that I could come up here and be the 42nd Christian Session. testimony. It's kind of neat because uh, we had a uh, Pastor Don Fryman. She came in and gave her testimony, and um, she was number 39 on her 39th birthday. So right. it seems like the session oh, numbers just before her, she was turning 40. 40, 40, yeah. yes. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Seems like the session numbers have some kind of correspondence, but mm-hmm. but anyway. So uh, if something happens that's 42 
later in life I'll be sure to to pop it up. But yeah, Jackie Robinson. <laughs> Jackie Robinson. I mean, I'm a big baseball fan, so coming from Massachusetts, it would only make sense being a Red Sox guy. Oh but, yeah, absolutely. You know, but uh, yeah, well, great. Well, I appreciate you guys having me up here, and I thank you for allowing me the opportunity to tell my testimony. And I, I wish you all the best of luck with your endeavors. If there's anything that I could do for you as you continue uh, to build your uh, ministry, please let me know, and I will be happy to do so. Okay. You've already been such a big help. That's right. We, we and we're just trying to follow his steps. Yep. We can't appreciate you enough. And you can also tweet us at, at Twitter at uh, GodStoriesRadio.com. And then you have the Gmail and then www.GodStoriesRadio.com. And Anthony's session will be up within the next couple of days and you'll be able to uh, to listen. Well, that wraps it up for session 42. What a great time. Thanks again, Anthony. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. God, God bless. bless. Take a hold.